You're now listening to the Live Different Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's up, Live Different Podcast listeners? Please excuse the Backstreet Boys in the background. This is going to be a short commercial. First for Athletic Greens, our sponsor for the Live Different Podcast. If you don't know about Athletic Greens, it's basically the way our under 30 experiences team stays healthy and that is by getting all of our fruits and vegetables in one serving and not just all of them but 12 servings in this little packet of superfood cocktail um, so helps our uh, helps protect um, our stomachs when we're traveling with the probiotics and the enzymes for um, absorption of the nutrients and uh, helps us digest everything and really it's it's basically an energy drink but it doesn't have all the sugar and um, all the chemicals so check out uh, the show notes on under30co.com or in iTunes for Athletic Greens uh, you might have heard of this on Tim Ferriss's podcast and what you have not heard of or at least not heard of yet on Tim Ferriss's podcast is Under 30 Experiences our travel company for young people we take 21 to 35 year olds all over the world I am sitting in the sun right now on the Pacific Ocean and if you want to join me here or on the Caribbean or in Iceland where our groups are right now or Bali or Peru or all the awesome places that we go check out under30experiences.com and uh, stay tuned for your regular scheduled program. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Live Different podcast. I am here with Ryan O'Connell from Influence & Co. And today, if you hear any background noise, anybody speaking Spanish, even any music in the background or a hushed voice by myself, it is because I'm having a typical day in Costa Rica where nothing actually works the way it's supposed to, but everything is beautiful, and I'm sitting at the marina right now because I, don't, I haven't had an internet at home for a week, and my 4G hotspot uh, ran out today, and I went to the Movistar store, and their computers weren't working, so I said, Ryan, I'm pretty much fucked, but let's try to record this anyway, so uh, Ryan, let's, what's happening? Yeah, no, I, I love it. I'm just uh, thinking back to our, our under 30 trip to uh, what probably two years ago, and I think that you know we'll talk about it a little bit. But uh, one of the beauties was not having you know that Wi-Fi access outside of uh, a few hours there at the main house. I know that uh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the the unplugging, but uh, sometimes you got to get some work done. So that's unfortunate. That's not working out right now. <laughs> you know, it, it seems to be working out. I'm uh, I'm good, and I mean to be honest, it puts things. Uh, in perspective and you know you see what's important literally I'm sitting I mean this is what's important to me it's not important to everybody but I'm sitting at the marina uh, I just ordered a ceviche and there are massive mountains in the background it's low tide I see guys going out to surf um, there's fishing boats out and uh, yeah there's the clouds are rolling in um, it's yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day so that's that's what's important to me it rains last night so it's nice and cool today um, I don't know I don't have a lot to complain about but uh, I'll I'll share with you Ryan I got my dad down here right now and uh, he is not, he is used to the gringo lifestyle and so this is a big change for him so it's um, it's wearing off on me because he's worried about all the little things and I tried to explain to him well you know the last three years 
I haven't had much down here, and I've been really happy about it. Um, but now, you know, we've got some extra things here in Costa Rica, and uh, for example, we have a grill now. Well, I couldn't get the grill lit, right? That's gonna happen. <laughs> or I had a dryer. Well, somehow, you know, a backpack with sunblock got in the dryer and fucking ruined a ton of clothes. And what else happened? Oh, God, the air conditioning. I don't really care about air conditioning as long as there's a nice breeze. Well, we had to get the AC fixed. Well, that was a pain in the ass. Bueno, gracias. Um, and, you know, it's just one thing after another with the internet being down and then, you know, or, oh god, let's see, here we go. This is just like typical how it works down here, but I have never turned on the TV. I turned on the TV maybe twice in, this is my fourth season in Costa Rica, so I probably turned on the TV twice. And, um, well, we turned on the TV to watch football on Saturday and Sunday, and Fox News and whatever, there's like four English channels, so, you know, that's, that's, all, that's all we got down here. And um, the volume button, malfunctioned and it just put the TV on absolute blast and every time I would hit like the channel it, would, it started to get ridiculous I hit the down button and the volume would go up and then I'd hit the channel button and I, it would just turn the volume up louder and it just this is basically how things work um, but it's absolutely beautiful here and but nobody cares about that stuff here except for gringos and people who have to get work done so uh anyway thank you for thank you for listening to that because that's uh, that's what's going on in my life yeah it's it's amazing i mean uh i mean kind of back to that trip i remember coming down and being like yeah i can't wait to just relax and just get my mindset right for the year and then you start to get kind of engulfed in that culture of of not just like what should you prioritize but also just seeing I mean, quite honestly, how little everyone has there, the majority, uh, but how much happier they are as, as a majority and, and how amazing uh, the people were and how hospitable. And that, that I think, was the biggest uh, a culture shock and thing that I took away of like, yeah, maybe I need to reprioritize some things in my life. Uh, I'm not going to reprioritize everything. Um, but the biggest thing is, is mindset is everything. And if you can understand that you can take happiness out of everything, that's really the true beauty. And it doesn't matter necessarily where you are. Sure, it helps if you have a beach and an ocean and, and beautiful scenery. But uh, you can find uh, beauty in anywhere outside of maybe the uh, unfriendly confines of uh, Manhattan. <laughs> I hear you on that. And in our, our last episode, I just ripped on New York City, so I'm going to take it easy for a little while on that, uh, on that banter, but um, Ryan, could you tell the audience a little bit more? I know we just got into like straight up catching up, um, straight catching up mode because we didn't have time before the, the call, but can you tell everybody a little bit more about what you do, and we do want to add a lot of value to the, the call so everybody gets um, something out of it, of course, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to know what you've been up to and, and what you're working on. Sure, yeah. So we started our company about four years ago. It's called Influence & Co. Really around on the premise of helping entrepreneurs and brands, specifically individuals within those companies, you know, really tell their story, right? Really be able to get quality content out on their behalf 
Um, that explains their expertise, explains what they're doing, able to educate, you know, whether it be prospects, partners, clients, friends, um, which is really important, especially in a society where there's so much noise, you know, relating to content. And so, you know, we come in and really dumb down the entire process of helping build out a strategy so that folks can get quality content out that, that explains what they need to uh, to ultimately, you know, grow their business. And so, you know, our biggest you know, mission in life is to, to help folks get quality content on their behalf out to the, the right targeted audience. Um, and so that's been that's been four years. I mean, uh, my specific role is really traveling around the country and um, some international travel coming up as well to really meet with those clients, to meet with um, up-and-coming companies, to meet with uh, partners and really help walk them through, you know, what their content strategy should be and what they shouldn't be wasting their time on. I think, you know, again, going back to the noise, um, there's about a thousand different ways to market and sell your company. And I think it's very easy um, for those companies to get caught up in, in the wrong areas and to be spinning your wheels. And that's where you run into problems of uh, creating unhappy uh, work lifestyles and, and, and unhappy personal lifestyles. Okay, cool. So I want to just um, briefly chat with you about the content and then we can get into the, the work lifestyle and all that because that's, that's what I love to talk about. But, you know, we've worked together uh, before on on helping, um, well, I, in both ways, I guess a lot of your clients uh, have uh, written for under30co.com and provided us with excellent content, and it gives them a platform and a voice to be able to uh, express uh, their thought leadership. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, you've uh, you and, and your team have helped me get. Uh, Articles published all across the board, um, from small travel uh, sites to bigger sites with working with relationships, places like Forbes. Um, so that's that's really cool. But if somebody is listening to this and they're saying, "Okay, I'm trying to start a business. I'm trying to establish my thought leadership. I am trying to uh, get that. You know, I have a mission that I'm on, and I want more people to hear about it. Um, and they want to start blogging. They want to start writing for different uh, media properties. They want to get the word out there and market themselves, brand themselves. Um, what would be a little bit of advice for those people? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, you know, I think the, the, the biggest misconception is that you have to go out and you have to hire a PR firm or you have to spend money um, to make this happen. And I tell people every day, every single aspect of what we do uh, can be done internally or done personally by someone else. We just happen to do it faster, better, and cheaper. Typically, you know, when folks have the right amount of budget to be able to spend. And so, what I tell people, you know, early stage entrepreneurs or you know, even th those that are trying to establish a personal brand, just figure out where your audience is not only you know reading, but where they're engaging, because uh, that's the biggest piece. And figure out where they are and. and you know, be forward and be simple about it. Right? I think most people reach out to these media outlets, and you know how this is, and they try to spin it and create this unique angle and have this intricate story. Um, when it comes down to reaching out to those editors and saying, listen, here's the value that I bring to you. Here's here's my expertise. Um, if you're interested, we'd really love to start a conversation and, and uh, contribute content for, for your readership. Um, so not spending a ton of time there, figuring out you know maybe five to ten sites that would be worthwhile and would be resonate with your particular audience you're trying to inform or influence, um, and then also realizing that 
you know, forms like uh, Medium, you know, LinkedIn, even personal blogs have a ton of value as long as you're um, spending time and, and focusing on getting your true expertise out in a semi-decent, semi-quality manner. Um, you know, and so it doesn't necessarily have to be Forbes. There's this obsession with being in a major publication and really you just need to figure out where your specific audience uh, is and then you just need to start. You know, and, and like, like anything else, uh, you're never going to accomplish anything if you don't just start out and start making some mistakes and figuring out what's working for you and what's not. Absolutely, and I can I can uh, say two things as a someone who's published content probably since 2008. Um, one is you need a break from publishing content, and so a if you have someone who can help you with that, or if you are a uh, media company, or if you're a blogger, you know I'm speaking from my experience with under 30 CEO, then you need other people to write for you. You need quality content, and you. Usually, the more quality content that you can provide on your site, uh, the better it is and the more ad impressions that you have, etc. So people are very open to having other people write on their sites, um, so that as long as it's quality, of course. So that's really important to note. Um, and I can't even remember what the second, well, I can't even remember what the second thing I was going to say, but basically it is um, that... Yeah, if you're trying to do this all yourself, it is very time-consuming. And, um, you know, I, well, I haven't been so good about it lately, mainly because I've been doing the podcast as my content creation. But I used to try to write every single morning, and um, I still do, but a lot of times it's just journaling for myself. Or this morning, you know, I have a spreadsheet for uh, under 30 experiences and all of our Instagram posts and what they're going to say and what the copy is. So I like to write copy, and uh, I feel like it's the best when it comes from the, the founder of the company. Um, but yeah, you need a support staff, um, which was my favorite part about working with you guys because you guys manage the relationships and can get us hooked up with the big publications or the small publications. Um, so yeah, I really, you know, I really did appreciate uh, yeah all the work that you guys were able to do for us. Yeah, no, it was it was fun. You know, the fun part about RGI was we get to spread cool to right. I mean. Um, not only being able to send our clients to Under 30 CEO, but when you started, you know, really Under 30 Experiences, I mean, that's what was cool about seeing that from day one to where you guys are now and openly spreading, you know, the bigger meaning behind it and helping with that was cool. Um, I mean, you brought up an interesting point about, you know, different, uh, different mediums or ways of getting content out. I think that's also another key where people get caught up is like, like, well, I hear that content is king and I, you know, kind of assume that it's blog content and then I feel like I have to publish twice a week and then by the fourth week I'm burnt out. That's not necessarily true at all. I think that's another area where, yeah, maybe you're not, you know, particularly, you know, writing as much as you are, but, you know, this podcast has seemed to started to really engage and influence people. And so this is a, a medium that's not only convenient for you, but it's also convenient and, um, you know, adoptable by your user base. And so it's really just sitting back and stepping back or even getting feedback and, you know, listening to your customer or your prospect and saying, where, where are they going to be and what makes the most sense for me? If you're not a good writer, um, don't beat yourself up. Either find a support staff or find another medium that makes sense for you to be effective with your use of time as well. Absolutely. So uh, I think that's a good segue, being effective with your time. Um, 
could you, you mentioned, uh, of course, the, the age-old question, work-life balance, and uh, you mentioned a couple things like that, but how um, outsourcing some of your work can, can help that. Um, we just brought on a uh, executive assistant onto our team uh, to try to help her, or for her to try to help us, God, keep our heads on straight. Um, sorry, by the way, I, I emailed you and said, oh, uh, yeah, talk to you in 15 minutes, but I realized that God just classic, um, just that my calendar was, of course, messed up. So trying to alleviate some of that stuff, of course. Um, but yeah, can you talk a little bit more about uh, what you were getting at before? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we're moving into an age, and I don't, I don't even know if it's necessarily due to you know millennial mindset or anything like that, but. Outsourcing is making more and more sense, um, not even from an efficiency, but from a cost perspective. And it just comes down to people are realizing that, you know, instead of being an agency where we do everything, or a company that does 10 different things okay, I'm going to go out and create a company that, that does one or two things very, very, very well, and we're going to be specialized. And so for that reason, there's just a lot of opportunities out there um, toward, you know, even going through your situation of like an executive assistant. I mean, that can, that, that cost is significantly lower than it was even, even three years ago. You know, like I remember five years ago when we started getting in, in, into the industry, it's like, wow, executive assistant, that's for like DEOs of Fortune 1000, you know what I mean? Or like big time. And now, you know, because of technology and because of, um, providing jobs for people all over the country, you have the opportunity to have the executive assistant um, at a very low cost and at probably a higher efficiency rate than, you know, the CMO of Sprint's executive assistant as a full-time, literally, desk outside of your office madman style. So I think that's pretty unique um, and cool to think about, and that's been duplicated across almost every job and, and role you can think about. And so I, I always encourage people, is like, Whatever your time, whatever you think your time is worth per hour, um, one, you should probably value it more, but make sure that you're consistent valuing that across everything you do. And so it's not a situation of an ego play or anything like that, but understand what your time is worth. And if there are opportunities to outsource any parts of your life, um, take a look at that from a cost perspective and then take a look from a happiness perspective. Yeah, no, I, I like especially looking at it from a happiness perspective. I was just thinking, because I just got down, it's, it's September right now, um, I just got down to uh, Costa Rica and, you know, getting settled in down here, and I here I am, right, hanging my clothes on the clothesline outside because it is the most effective, uh, eco-friendly way to close to dry your clothes in Costa Rica. And I was like, wait a second, I need to have someone do this. Possibly that here is what a quarter or a third of what it was um, back home. But yeah, that's the kind of thing where if you design your life the right way, you can be able to figure out a way to justify it and uh, and pay for things like that. Uh, but it depends what you want out of life, right? Like, I'm not trying to buy a big TV anytime soon, <laughs> and, but people pay, you know, a thousand bucks for a TV, well, that can go a really long way in Costa Rica for a, for a cleaning lady. Um, and so just little things like that, think of that. And what, what kind of things, uh, you mentioned happiness, uh, what kind of things do you measure with that metric? 
Yeah, I mean, so it's it's funny too because you know I just got married last year, and so there's obviously different uh, you know different parts of your life where you value different things in terms of happiness. And now, now not only is it my you know personal happiness, but it's also my wife's happiness and my family's happiness and you know her family's happiness. And so, um, you know, I think it's some, sometimes this idea of work-life balance, which is a huge topic right now, especially with large amount of millennials getting in the workforce. I can be a little deceiving because, you know, there are times where you have to kind of buck her down and say, you know what, I really need to work in order to get to a point where I I can, uh, you know, have that happiness level. Um, but for me, you know, work-life balance or work-happiness balance isn't um, work and then get off happy you know, and then get off and then, and then do my happiness deal and do, you know, personal things that make me happy. It's really trying to make them um, kind of synergistic, right? And so making sure that um, everything that I do and my mission behind my company and and, and, and my brand is, is about moving other people forward and, and that's what ultimately makes me happy and it's easier said than done right I mean no one I don't think anybody loves their job a hundred percent of the time um, but I think if you can get to you know that 80 percent um, that's really where, where you start to kind of combine the idea of this work-life balance and then that kind of leads to the metrics behind, you know, true happiness and, and, and being happy a majority of the time instead of trying to be kind of split-minded about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I want to ask you, what do you do in that 20% time? How do you get that done? How do you resist that as... Uh, as little as possible. How do you make that as enjoyable for yourself as you can? Because uh, just like anybody, I'm a procrastinator at times, especially on the shit that I don't want to do, right? Like my expenses, you know, I'm always cutting it to the last minute when I have to write my expenses down for the month and go through back the credit card statements and whatever. And, um, you know, I don't know, that's, that's the first example that I could think of, but there's, of course, a ton of stuff. Um, and we mentioned outsourcing, but what, do you have any tips or tricks, um, maybe productivity stuff? A lot of times I try to just bite the bullet and just say, if I'm going to hate this, you know what I'm really going to hate is looking at it on my to-do list every single day for the next three weeks. So I might as well just yep. do it. And usually it takes so little. Like, I have to call the bank today. Of course I put it off. Like, I mean, I want to call right. the bank. That's very good. Such a pain in the ass. But I should have just sucked it up this morning, done it, and then it would not take so much mental energy just thinking about it. So I don't know. That's my that's my hack for it is just, like, suck it up, get it done. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything for us? Yeah, I mean, you know, two two kind of thoughts there. One, you know, really what you said, but really comes down to being honest with yourself um, about that 20% and knowing, for instance, I had someone come up, you know, a week or two ago and was like, wow, you know, I worked 80 hours last week and was really busy and was like, hey, like, we, we appreciate that and, and we're super thankful. But also realize that sometime in the future that's probably going to happen again and we'll appreciate, appreciate you just as much, if not more, then. Um, but just being honest with each other, like, listen, that's going to happen at some point um, again. And I do that with myself. I'm like, at some point, I'm going to have to do this errand, and I'm not going to be happy about it. And I have to. I'm, I'm in the same way with expenses. It drives me nuts. I don't understand how it's a thing still, um, but it just drives me nuts. Uh, but I'm honest with myself and know that the sooner I get it done, the faster it'll be out of my way, and I can enjoy whatever whatever else is in front of me. Um, the second piece, which is a lot harder, I think, when you are 
you know, either a solopreneur or, or you know, a, a single person, but having that accountability partner, you know, having um, my wife be, you know, me being accountable to her uh, with, with, with certain things um, certainly motivates me to kind of help, um, you know, get the 20% or whatever that might be done. And that's, that's, that's business and personal life as well. And so that's helpful. And I know that I've had other accountability partners in life, uh, whether it be as partners or friends or what have you. Uh, and that's key too, but no, it also has to be someone that's going to hold you accountable and you have to be close with someone for that person to really truly hold you accountable to, to certain things. So it's, again, easier said than done. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, agree there, but I, I do like the accountability um, side of things. Okay, so if you don't have, if you don't have a wife, where can you find an accountability <laughs> partner? Or where can you find a wife? Either one, let me, let me know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that um, one thing that I try to do with, um, you know, new business ideas or side projects that I know that I, you know, will probably just let fall by the wayside if I procrastinate is I'm constantly telling people about, you know, people that I trust, not only to get feedback, but to be that account accountability partner. So, you know, hey, listen, you know, starting this idea, thoughts, um, it also kind of creates this accountability, at least with me personally, of like, wow. I told Matt about this new company I was starting, and not only did I get feedback, but you know he'll probably ask me uh, about that in a few weeks. So you know, at least subconsciously, I know like I need to probably get the things I need to get done there, um, so that in three weeks when I talk to that person, talk to you again, um, and I and I tell you the updates, it's not nothing, and then you're like, wow, so you're not really actually doing much. Um, that's more of a, a personal deal, but. I'm constantly telling people what's going on in my life um, that I, you know, could use some accountability on, um, so in hopes that either subconsciously or personally, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more motivated to do it, or even better, they're going to ask me about it, and that's another kind of checks and balance to be able to um, motivate myself to be able to actually execute or get whatever I need to done. No, absolutely, and if it's, a, you know, if it's a gym partner or if it is a. Um, you know, like a think tank group, uh, not think tank, what do you call it? mastermind group or something like that, or just how do you set up a call every couple of weeks with a few buddies and go over your, go over your goals and progress towards them. Um, or, I uh, like what you said, uh, you can use social media for that reason too. Well, if you tell everybody you're going to write a book uh, like I did, well, i got to get this book done sometime soon. 2015 is, uh, look, it's not going to happen in 2015. I'm going to reevaluate. But, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing. So people are going to ask me about that damn book. And I'm going to say, well, look. Um, and now I have to be honest with myself and honest with them. I say, uh, you know, businesses is taking off with under 30 experiences. And... Um, we got to stay focused on that, uh, but we're still committed to, to putting out good content. Um, and yeah, and so yeah, that helps me stay accountable. Um, you know, or, or again, pay someone, pay a coach, pay a um, pay an assistant, something like that, to just make sure you, you get it done at the end of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you have any? Do you have any tips? for us on how you can find people who are going to, not to use like a cool buzzword, right, but level up your your game on um, some of this stuff as far as, you know, if, if I'm going to go to the gym with somebody, I don't want to go to the gym with someone who's in less shape than I want to 
than I am. I'm going to go to the gym with someone who's going to kick my ass, right? And so, but, you know, I have to, I have to search for those people. Um, or if I'm at a certain point in my life with, with business, well, I want to surround myself with other people uh, who I aspire to be like. Um, do you have any, any tips, right? Because I know you are always at conferences. You are always, uh, quote, unquote, networking, but really just you're really good at building relationships, uh, which is what your business has been, been built off of. So I'm, uh, I'm curious to hear if you have any advice there. Yeah, I mean, more and more, I'm trying to, like I mentioned before, align, you know, opportunities for me to create new relationships and new networks with that, like, fun aspect. So I moved to Kansas City here about a year and a half ago, um, and, you know, I tried to combine that mindset of, like, okay, sure, I could office out of my home and be effective and it'd be cost, you know, cost-efficient, uh, but I'm not meeting anybody, and I'm also not getting downtown and when I drive downtown every day I see the buildings and I'm motivated it sounds silly but I know myself well, well enough there so being honest about that so check check box that um, then I kind of made the decision of like well it's actually pretty easy to sit in my office at, at Think Big in downtown Kansas City and, and only talk to people in New York instead of the 200 entrepreneurs that are in my space and so it was making the decision of going to lunch with a new person twice a week or making sure to go work downstairs, you know, by the coffee for, for two hours. Um, simple things like that, that, that intrinsically, like, maybe seemed, co- you know, complicated or in, in addition that, that really weren't. Um, but then even down to, like, personal life, you know, just asking people, I, I wanted to get into a hockey league. So I asked people, like, what's good hockey around here? I actually had an entrepreneur introduce me to a team of entrepreneurs that play hockey. So, like, what a better fit to where I could be talking about business problem and meeting entrepreneurs than also playing hockey at the same time. And so it just comes down to the, the age-old idea of getting out of your comfort zone um, and just, just being honest and asking people specifically. Like, if you want to find an accountability partner at the gym, you know, ask people around, like, what's the best gym? And figure out what's going to be the most convenient for you, but then also think of convenience in what's going to be the most convenience and also me finding someone that I'm going to have that accountability with, um, and, and it's going to be by the office, and why is it, uh, um, instead of maybe just the cheapest option or option next door, you know, things like that. So convenience isn't always um, just one thing, like we you know, tend to put it into a particular box. Um, it can be uh, multiple different things. I, I like what you said there, and uh, even though you joked about finding a wife, the same goes, right? If you're just hanging out in shitty, shitty dive bars, well, guess what? You know, guess what kind of people you're going to be surrounded with. Not that people who go to shitty dive bars are, are all bad, right? But um, that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna surround yourself with. But you know, if you are uh, going to the gym and you're trying to find uh, someone of the opposite sex or, or the same sex uh, for an accountability partner slash a uh, sexual partner slash whatever else you want out of the relationship, right? I mean, go to those places and, you know, you sit down by the co- by the coffee maker, well, yeah, you're going to meet people who like coffee. Well, if you are going to yoga studios all the time, you're going to probably meet a uh, more mindful person um, and you know so whether that's dating whether that's in your professional life or I know that you 
are big on the event circuit, well, you're going to events where you are going to meet high-quality people uh, all of the time, and you're pushing yourself out of your out of your comfort zone. And uh, I know I know you're married, but uh, if you weren't, you'd have a, a pretty good strategy there. Yeah, it is funny. We we have joked about this before internally because we were very good at going to conferences and meeting people that would be good clients and partners and prospects, but. Um, Everything is dating. Like it's it's all the same, right? It doesn't matter if you're actually trying to find a girlfriend, a wife, a client, a business partner, workout buddy. Like it's all the same. It's the same process of going out of your comfort zone, talking to people, building a relationship, and trying to you know either offer value or or provide a, a, a solution to a problem. Like it it really if you boil it all the way down, and I know this is getting into dating one on one. Pretty rapidly, but it's it's all the same. Um, but when you have a mindset and you don't use the excuse of like, oh, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert and I'm meeting introverts, when you push that aside and realize that everybody is just people are people, um, and you boil it all the way down to that, it's simple, right? Yeah, no, for for sure. Um, and if again, if you hang out in those places, then not only just hanging out, but getting out of your comfort zone and saying hey, can I have your card, or hey, let's connect, or uh, what's your email address, et cetera, or getting a girl's number, you know, it can all be related to, to that kind of thing, but um, especially down here in Costa Rica, for me, a lot of people are down here just to surf and hang out, and backpackers, and whatever, um, and I like to hang out with those people, of course, but not all the time, um, and so when I do meet someone, who I am interested in spending more time with or developing a relationship with, you got to seal the deal. Um, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about dating. Like I met a dude last night who had a cool conversation, and you know, I don't know, you're in New York, and we're like, okay, man, like see you later. But here, like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm gonna find more friends like this guy. Um, so I want to make sure I get connected with him on Facebook uh, and say, hey, and then be proactive and tell him, hey, I'm, I'm going to the beach this weekend, come, you know, you and your girlfriend should come by or or whatever. Um, it's important. Or, hey, you know, I'm, I'm making dinner. Do you guys want to come over or whatever? That, that kind of thing is out of a lot of people's comfort zones. Um, and of course, yeah, of course it relates to dating, but building any type of relationship, that's, that's super important. Yeah, someone once told me, and it's always stuck with me, and I'm sure I'll, I'll butcher it, um, but you're always going to remember the things that you did. You're always going to regret the, the things you, that you didn't do over the things that you did, even if it was something maybe really bad or something that is, you know, sticks out. Um, you know, whether you're looking at it, you know, monthly, quarterly, yearly, you know, looking past over the past, you know, three decades that I've been alive, almost three decades, you know, you're always going to regret the things that you didn't do and not things that you did. And so, again, you try to put that mindset to life and, um, and relationships. It's like, especially we go on these conferences and, yeah, I'll meet 200 people over the course of four days. But what excites me is, like, I might meet someone this week that completely changes my, like, my life path. And that can be, again, personally, business-wise, um, you just never know. And it, the, there's so much serendipity in life. And and, um, and so why not apply that to, like, listen, I'm just going to go out and, 
and meet as many people as I can, offer as much value, be a good person, and, and I know that um, you know, whatever your beliefs are, you, you reap what you sow. Um, and so that's that's the cool thing about uh, life, whether you're traveling or in a ten-person town or um, in you know in, in Manhattan. It's all uh, it's a small world you think, and, and uh, meeting people and building relationships is everything. Oh, okay, so I, I um, want to ask uh, specifically, and not too much networking one-on-one, I guess, but how does one meet 200 people in the course of a week? Uh, can you walk us through how you actually went about that? Because you were, uh, you sound like quite a man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, also realizing that these you know, I'm, I'm more talking about a specific, you know, conference that we're going to. Maybe there's ten, you know, a thousand people there. Um, it really just comes down to understanding that, you know, the the value of me being in a high density scenario like that um, is is to me as many people as possible. And in my personal mindset of life is like in life is how many cool people can I meet that I can kind of like put in my orbit. Uh, um, that all have different skill sets and different uh, personalities and mindsets so that, you know, maybe next Tuesday I need legal advice. Well, I know who to call for that now because I have that, uh, that, that relationship. Or maybe I need, uh, you know, a friend to walk me through a personal problem. Well, I know hey, that's actually really good for that. And so, um, again, instead of having the mindset of, like, I need to go meet 200 people, because I know that it's going to be you know, five clients and that will equal this revenue for me. It's like, again, just just dumb it down for yourself of like, man, I get to go out and meet this many people and have conversations about what's what's going on cool in my life and then also, more importantly, ask questions about what's going on in their life and their business. I, mean, I find that absolutely fascinating um, to meet all, these, meet all these people that are doing so many different things that are passionate you know, who would have thought you could ever be be passionate about some of the, the companies that are out there right now? I met a guy this morning that's trying to revolutionize the fishing industry um, by, you know, um, if I want to go fishing in Colorado Springs, fly fishing, but I don't really fish that much. I know how to fish, but I don't know where to buy everything. Um, you hop on their site and say, here's where I'm going, here's... Here's what I want to do, and they'll ship everything you need to to your location when you get there, so you're ready to go. I mean, what a cool idea! I'm not passionate about fishing. I'm not passionate about even the technology behind that. But he was just so amped about it. It was like unbelievable idea, and was cool just to see his thought process behind all that. Okay, so now you meet 200 people. You meet the you meet the, the fishing guy. You meet your lawyer, and you meet the guy who can take care of your personal problems. How do you weed out the good from the bad? Not the good from the bad. I shouldn't say it like that. How do you how do you really get selective on who you're going to spend your time with? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. The, the first thing that I do is realize this isn't necessarily weeding out, but I realize that every person I talk to can either be a client, a you know partner to someone that can actively send me business or you know. The, help me out or a um, advocate so someone that's just going to go out and say you know what Ryan's a good guy he goes doing good things and he knows when he hears someone needs help there he knows you know at least to say our name or whatever and so um, that's what my initial you know mindset is with people but after that it's just 
being honest with folks. If I can tell a conversation is going nowhere where I, I can't offer value to them or they can't offer value to me, um, I'm pretty quick about, about cutting it short um, and saying, you know, that's awesome and not, you know, asking more probing questions and getting into a deeper conversation and building a relationship because it's also valuing and respecting each, each of our times um, to where if we, if we continue, sure, it's great to have beers with a guy or coffee with a, you know, woman, but um, if we're not helping each other out, then it, it makes sense, especially in those high-density scenarios, to, to move on. And so I would say um, going back to valuing your time, I mean, value every second of your day, and if it's a scenario where it doesn't make sense to continue the conversation, um, people understand. I mean, you know, just uh, exit the conversation as, as fast and, and politely as you can and, you know, move on and go talk to someone else. All right, so the old, uh, hey, sweetheart, should I call you a cat? That's what you're, that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, and it's it's kind of awkward at first sometimes, you're like, oh, it was great, you know, great to meet you, and you kind of just step out. Um, but if you think about it, they're not walking home at the end of that day and being like, wow, remember that one guy that just kind of, like, dipped out of our conversation like that's that's not really that's not right unless you're right. in a big, in a big scene people don't think that way and so don't uh don't create those scenarios in your head and, and trust me i do because i'm the, the most empathetic person ever but um you know don't play those scenarios out of head because that's not actually happening i like it i like it yeah that uh, that really does it puts things in perspective um all right ryan i know you got to run soon uh, but I want to ask you uh, at the at the very end of the day, as we kind of kind of wrap up here. I know that you are uh, fantastic at building relationships. Uh, you're you're great with with people and turning those relationships into a real business. Um, what advice for anybody who listening is listening? I mean, everybody needs those those three things, right? Everybody needs to to always practice being better with people, and then of course how to turn that into uh, into the into the bottom line, and, and whether it's money or not that you're that you're after, right? We've made plenty of uh, plenty of metaphors here. Uh, what advice? you give everybody yeah so it's really kind of three things that i kind of live by of um number one you know whether it's true or not i believe that you get one major ask with people whether that's a personal relationship or a new person you get one opportunity to really ask them for a favor so don't don't waste that and, and understand that uh and respect you know your your this person's um, time and, and their well-being and so understand that you get really one ask out of every person and that kind of um, makes sure that you're not asking too much of people or being a burden of people and people really respect that as you start to build a relationship with people um, you know the second thing um, that kind of goes along the lines of that is you know make sure before you're asking people for things whether it's small or big that you're offering value to them, right? I mean, think about it. If you, someone just random comes up to you and asks you for something, or if it's a personal relationship, you know, you want to know that, um, that that they've done something for you or that they have um, that they have your back, you know what I mean? And so um, people know when, when you do a favor for them or you're helpful or you're an advocate, um, like, you know, you, you and I, you know that I have your back with anything you do, but even... Even more specific with under 30 experiences, I'm the biggest advocate for that. Not even because I was, you know, on a trip, but because I know the value that you're bringing. Um, and so I think that's key of understanding that you need to offer value to people before you're making major asks. 
Um, and then the third thing that I think people miss out on is like you, you described it perfectly of like, listen, I'm not going to meet that many people on in, in Costa that are, are going to be close friends. And so like, I got to make sure I pull the trigger. Like if there's something I really want in life, like make sure you make the ask. Like, it doesn't necessarily sever about the details and, and, and exactly what you say. I wouldn't call you up and be like, oh, Matt, what'd you ask that one guy? You know, the other day, was it? What were the words, the specific words? It's, it's not about that. It's about your your personality and and, and your tone and um, and so make sure you're making the ask if it's if there's anything in life that you're looking to pull the trigger on, whether that's a major ask or whether that's you know asking for a business or referral or anything small like that. I love it, man. Those are uh, those are three quality pieces of advice, and uh, I can't say enough about pulling the trigger regardless of what you want to do uh, whether it's your business whether it's your personal especially life. if it's going to be your wife absolutely pull the pull the trigger pull the trigger on that one so uh ryan man where can everybody find out more uh, about what you do and uh yeah if they're interested in getting in touch with you continue the conversation yeah, I mean, check out influenceandco.com for sure. Whether you're a, a you know person looking to grow your individual brand or you're a, a large company, uh, definitely check out influenceandco.com. And then my personal Twitter is just O'Connell Ryan uh, or at O'Connell Ryan. So uh, happy to always chat uh, via Twitter, and um, obviously anybody can reach out to you and get uh, more contact information if they need it as well. Absolutely. So it's influenceandco.com. Correct. Awesome, man. Well, uh, Ryan, yeah, really appreciate it, and I uh, hope to see you, God, sometime soon. I don't know when the next time that's going to be, but uh, we need to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get the wife down one of these days. I love it. I love it. Sounds good. Cool. Enjoy the time with your dad, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate you. All right. Sounds good. You too. Thanks, man. Bye, man. Hey, did you like today's episode? If you did, log on to iTunes and leave us a review. It would really help us out. We try to put out good, free content all of the time. Check out the show notes on under30co.com. Send the podcast to a friend who could use some of the advice. And of course, if you want to travel with us, check out under30experiences.com and 50% off Athletic Greens on the show notes. Thanks for listening.